0: the old chimney sweeper. Make sure the chimney is clear. Time to get humming. Santa is coming.
1: I love this time of the year. Welcome to Molly and Pete's Save Christmas. I'm Pete. I'm Molly, and we are going to talk about the Hallmark Christmas movie, A Picture.
2: Picture a perfect Christmas.
1: Picture a perfect Christmas?
2: Yeah, because when I was like trying to find out <laughs> things about it, there's a lot of It's the only Picture a Perfect Christmas, but there's also like Picture Perfect Christmas.
1: That I wrote down in my notes. Oh. The first thing I wrote, a Picture Perfect Christmas. So Wait, I me, even got the title oh, wrong on this movie. Let me make sure it's. Right.
2: <laughs> well, there's a lot there's other movies that have similar titles. Picture a Perfect Christmas. What does that mean? Like Picture a Perfect Christmas? Means like think about a perfect Christmas, but then also like she's a photographer mm-hmm. and picture perfect Christmas. I think means like it looks perfect, but it's not really.
1: Oh, that would be more <laughs> for the movies and mystery channel,
2: <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, let me uh, follow up to. Was that last? This is only the second one we've done. Mm-hmm. Right? The um, the one we did last week with the two turtle doves. I saw another movie from um, with Nikki DeLoach, who was the star of that. So we had said that like she was in Christmas Town or Christmas Land, Christmas Land. <laughs> oh, We're off to a good start, and had a very similar plot to to two turtle doves about a grandmother dying her inheriting something and learning how to love christmas or whatever the one she was in last year is called reunited at christmas and it's the same thing it's that her grandmother dies and they're going to sell her house and the family gets together at the house for one last time she only makes dead grandmother selling the house christmas movies (laughs)
1: that's right in her wheelhouse (laughs) and at some point though all Hallmark movies are about a grandmother dying.
2: Yeah, but it's all. I actually think Lacey Chabert has been in two that are about being in a gingerbread competition. <laughs> so. But you think, like, give Nikki Deloach one gingerbread competition. Yeah. Give Lacey Chabert one dead grandmother. And let's mix it up a little bit so they're just the same.
1: When you have thing. three ideas and 475 movies, there are going to be some that are going to overlap.
2: <laughs> well, I, I just picture it being, like, they have a hat with some, like, actors in it, names of actors. And then they have a hat with, or, like, one of those, oh, it's, like, um the lottery, like, the lot. Do they still that, do that with, like, the, on Channel 9 when they do, like, the lottery thing? <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Like, a ball comes down and it's like michael ratty and then a ball comes down and it's the steel mill is closing at christmas or whatever and then a ball comes down and um the hotelier's daughter comes back from the city right and they put it all together (laughs) is that how it works i think i think it
1: may (laughs) it seems like it does
2: anyway so um yeah so we'll talk talk about about
1: that in a bit but first we have to update you on what do we have to update on
2: the exciting things that happen in our <laughs>
1: life, and <laughs> no, then nothing really exciting happens. Well, something very exciting happens. <laughs> new happened. development. A new dawn. <laughs> that is me currently enjoying a bubbly. <laughs> Because you get mad at me when I drink Diet Coke.
2: Well, I just think, I don't like the word get mad. I just get frustrated because I think you can you can get, you can can get give it up and you don't think you can.
1: And I, I don't think I can either. As evidenced by any, every time that I go to Target by myself, I buy a... a I find
2: I, the, the Diet Coke in the, like the little cans pushed in the back of the refrigerator, like behind things. I,
1: I kind yeah, of put things in front of it and I put another can of something <laughs> next to it. So you just think, oh, that's just another one of those uh, little Croy cans, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we were we went to Target.
2: My mom, who we've talked about, has given up Diet Coke, and she was a like I can't believe she gave up Diet Coke. She told she suggested that you try bubbly, mm-hmm.
1: and we were in Target, and I somehow managed to find the bubbly aisle, uh-huh. and right away. Stricken with indecision because there are so many to choose from, uh-huh. and you were looking for something else. So I, I, I couldn't move. So I just texted <laughs> you. I'm like, "There's bubbly. What, what do I like? Do I like lime? <laughs> do I like mango? Like, what, what should I try?" Uh-huh. And you're like, "I'll be right there." <laughs> and we, uh, I decided on uh, the cherry bubbly.
2: Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, good. It is good.
1: I don't know if it could replace a diet coke. Which I enjoyed I enjoyed one little tiny Diet Coke while I was watching the Bears game. Oh, Um,
2: you cheated on the bubbly.
1: It just didn't sound good to have with the pretzels and mustard. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: you're going to ease into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see. I have six now, six Diet Cokes, well, five left. I'm going to see if that can take me to Christmas.
2: Okay. That's a really good goal.
1: I promise I won't replace it with another one unbeknownst to you and pretend like it's the same six pack. I will be honest about it.
2: <laughs> like if your fish die my fish died and you replaced it. <laughs> I went to the dentist on Friday and I, I went for like I went for like thirty five years without having a cavity and then now every time I go I have cavities and I have like one really big one. I have to go back like two more times to get cavities filled and I have five cavities and he's like he's like I can't figure out why you're so Prone to Decay Mm -hmm. He's trying to figure out. And so we're talking about like all these, you know, everything, every habit that I have. And he said, he like asked me about what I drink all day. And so I'm trying to figure that out. And you don't
1: drink anything bad. You don't drink sodas. You have, I don't have sugar. You strictly drink two cups of coffee.
2: Yeah. And I drink, he's like, don't sip them throughout the day. Just drink them fast and be done with it. He's like the sipping is what really does a number on your teeth. I have to use prescription toothpaste now. Whatever. I'm, I'll do everything it takes to like, to halt the decay. So,
1: Is the prescription toothpaste better than the Whole Foods toothpaste that we went <laughs> through like a couple of weeks ago? The Dr.
2: Bronner's? Whatever Maybe because I used the Dr. Bronner's for a week that they like totally
0: ruined <laughs> I my probably, teeth. because
1: that's not even toothpaste. <laughs> it, barely, it comes out like all runny on your toothbrush <laughs> and then you you, tr- you brush like once and it's it's all gone. But
2: it's sustainable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible.
2: So now I'm really trying to figure out like what what is causing... What am I, like... What habit do I have? What am I taking in a lot
1: of that would... Do you have to keep a log? Cause this? Well,
2: that's kind of next level. Like, if just by making these couple of... Cha- making a couple of changes. Like, one thing he wants me to do is, is chew gum after every meal, which I hate gum. I think it's... Like, seeing people chew gum really grosses me out. I don't like chewing gum because I feel like I'm grossing somebody else out. And so I have to chew gum for just, like, a few minutes after... Meals. Mm-hmm. No, I've done it once so far, <laughs> and so we're gonna try just a couple of little things, and then if that doesn't work, there's next level stuff to do.
1: But it's amazing to think about that people sip coffee all day long.
2: Well, you know, how, like, we have those like travel coffee mugs that the, we always like joke about how the coffee stays hot for like twelve hours or 12. maybe even more.
1: Yeah, three days.
2: When I have that, I'll just like sip oh. it throughout the day. But that that's very rare that I have that. So. I
1: just have my typical 12 cups in the morning, and then I, I'm i done. <laughs> well, that's, after 11, that's done sipping after throughout the day. It's just sipping multiple. <laughs> I'm just done, but I'm done by 11 a.m.
2: <laughs> so drink fast. <laughs> he thinks I'm taking in too much acid. And, like, a lot of the things that he was suggest- suggesting that I do, like, I had a few years ago, it was the day after the Cubs won the World Series, I went and had an endoscopy because I was having stomach issues, mm-hmm. and so... What we learned from that is I needed to make some dietary changes, and like a lot of the things that I changed are the things that i don't know like now he like wanted me to do, I'm like i don't know how to win yeah. this my teeth versus my stomach
1: This is also a a warning to those who need any type of hospital visit or doctor's appointment mm-hmm. do not schedule it the next morning after a cubs win the world worlds. <laughs>
2: I think we'll be good for a hundred years. I don't think anybody listening right now is going to run into this.
1: I just remember we had to be there like at six in the morning. Yeah. The Cubs had won the night before and all the doctors and nurses and caregivers were talking about how tired they were. I was like, no, you're working on my wife here in like five minutes. You you had to go to bed at nine o'clock and be bright eyed and bushy tailed not talk about how tired you are because you stayed up late
2: (laughs) the other part of that is that like I mean like the whole thing leading up to the World Series was really fun but now I have I have like sullied memories of after them winning because that was fun to go to the hospital wasn't like the procedure wasn't that bad but I felt I didn't feel good for a few days afterwards and then I like went with you to the parade and I was so like fatigued and uncomfortable and and just didn't I just didn't feel good and there were so many people and you couldn't see anything and you were like stressed out about like doing stuff for work for yeah. it and it was like a really bad
1: yeah. <laughs> day I, I so now i have like
2: <laughs> bad feelings about. i just it. choose to think <laughs> about the
1: day that the cubs won and then yeah. everything else is yeah i don't think about
2: all right we don't need to update people about the cubs winning <laughs> in 2016 <laughs> okay so bubbly so speaking of hospitals our dog zuzu had knee surgery yesterday and she's had two, she's torn, so this is her third knee surgery. Mm -hmm. She's torn both ACLs. That's a major surgery and recuperation. Major, like major, major, major. This is Minor compared to that. The only thing that's big about this is she's got a lot of. He ended up, because it was, sh- as he said, sh- her meniscus was shredded. Yeah. He ended up going in more than he had originally anticipated, cleaning up more. So she has more stitches than she was going to. And so now it's, and the stitches are on her knee. So now it's just a matter of keeping her from tearing those open. Yeah. Like the recuperation won't be. It's not like she has to do a lot of physical therapy or anything. It's just, like, keeping it all together. Yeah, she
1: still, you know, she can't really have her go up steps right now. And so you have to carry her down to go to the bathroom. She shouldn't be, like, jumping
2: up stuff um, until it, like, solidifies a bit more.
1: After the Bears game, Bears games are over, I switch to CLTV Mm -hmm. because they have two really old grumpy guys (laughs) come on and complain about today. We're recording this on Sunday after the Bears had beat the Lions. They were. They were so
2: mad. Pam and Ob <laughs>
1: were. St- still so angry about it.
2: But it was like an, like usually their anger is a like 10. The today was like an eight, but still angry, but not quite as angry.
1: But Zuzu's favorite, Zuzu's favorite personality is ham <laughs> Dan Hampton, who also had multiple knee surgeries. Oh yeah. in uh, in his yeah. career. So I feel that, you know, because Zuzu is a fan, <laughs> <laughs> she's a fan of Hampton. She's uh she can commiserate with, uh, you know, some knee surgeries. <laughs> But she's doing okay and she should be. Yeah, she'll be fine. It's, she'll be fine.
2: Yeah, we've been through we've been through worse. We also on Friday we went to um, we went to Reckless Records to an in store performance. Alex Cameron, he was signing. He was very charming. It was really mm-hmm. fun to go to the in store. Like maybe more fun than actually seeing the concert. Just we've seen him in concert before, but just because he t- it was so casual, it was, like a, it was, it was really cold. There was just a small group there. He told a lot of stories, yeah. and I mean, he I feel like he always tells a lot of stories, yeah. but it's um, charming. Yeah, it was it was sort of sort of like he was having like a conversation with the with the audience but he was doing like a record signing afterwards and i had met you there after work and we were like oh yeah like that i should have brought we have a couple of his records like oh i should have brought those records to have him sign and then we're like no that's probably good like it just seems embarrassing <laughs> to get things signed it just seems like weird to like say like what do you say and then like you just have it signed like what is i don't know yeah. it just feels weird it does
1: alex cameron he's a singer songwriter i really enjoyed his last record it's called miami memory if you don't like bad language Maybe you might skip it.
2: Did Pitchfork not like it? Is that what he was talking they about? They gave it
1: like a six or um. something. He's performed at Pitchfork before, and mm-hmm. yeah, he said that, you know, boy, they took the rug right out mm-hmm. from under me yeah. or whatever with that review. But uh, I, re- I really enjoy it, and yeah, he's really, he's just a charming performer i had seen that he was coming to town i didn't buy tickets because i thought i had i thought i was working that night but then it turned out northwestern was playing a basketball game so i had the night off so i just never bought tickets but then i looked i'm like oh i'm off on friday we should check out the alex cameron show he's playing at dahlia hall and then i looked and it said doors open at 10 p.m (laughs) with like three opening bands i'm like who who is who wants to go to this (laughs) at the show the doors for open at ten, and so then he let everybody come in for an hour. The First band starts at about ten thirty. Yep. he probably didn't come on till midnight.
2: Didn't they get up at four fifty five to go running? <laughs> I,
1: I was like, like so <laughs> happy to just to go to Reckless Records at six thirty oh, and hear four songs. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
1: and great stories is he still dating uh what's jemima th- kirk jemima kirk so. from girls yeah. yeah good power couple In Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. The, so, so we got there we got there like we just weren't we weren't sure if it was sometimes we've gone to things that reckless and it's been really crowded like we weren't sure what to expect but i said like it's freezing i don't know who's gonna be here and so it was a small crowd but like we got there along with you know a good chunk of other people early and we're standing and then like right when it starts like some kids come and stand right in front of us and like yeah. the other couple who was standing next to us like right in front of us like, yeah. re- like tall a
1: tall person yeah they were both Two. tall, yeah, the male yeah. and female like, right both tall. in front
2: of us and so yeah we always talk about this and we're just like we just understand people not like being considerate of that and so the idea goes to my head to be like hey you know like you're We've been here for 30 minutes standing here. You're standing right in front of us. There's tons of room.
1: Yeah. Let us stand in front of you. you. Yeah. You can see over us. Yeah.
2: But now I'm afraid that they're going to say, like, okay, boomer to me.
1: <laughs> you never want to be okay. I'm not a boomer, but. <laughs> you know, you don't want okay, yeah, to be okay, boomer. Yeah, especially. I don't okay,
2: boomer. I'm scared of it. Especially now. if you're
1: not a boomer.
2: See, um, yeah.
1: People that go to these are I would say super fans. Oh, yeah, there
2: was that. Because,
1: yeah. you know, every, he was like, who's going to be at the show later tonight, which mm-hmm. starts at midnight. Every, you know, everybody raised their hand. Molly and I were like, no, we're <laughs> we're going to go get dinner. Go I felt home. like
2: there were two types of people there. One were like the fanboys who were like singing along. Yeah, it was, to embar- everything. <laughs> it was embarrassing. And they were dorks. <laughs> they, were, they were really dorky. <laughs> yeah, they were. That was more embarrassing than like getting all your records signed. Yeah. And then the other type was so it's Alex Cameron and then his partner Roy Moore. They're Roy both Malloy. Oh, Roy Malloy. sorry. and they're both charming. And Roy is like he when we were standing there. He came out like it was funny that we were like looking at records, and he just walked in like with his saxophone or whatever, <laughs> and then like he came and like walked around and thanked like shook people's hands and like thanked them for coming <laughs> and the uh, so the other part of the crowd it was dorky boys who were singing along and then it was like girls in their 20s who all knew roy <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: he's all, Roy's also very here? charming
2: <laughs> what is happening here well i had um this morning i had a n- dorky fan moment where when we run on the lakefront path there is there's a variety of um runners out there, but there's an Olympian that runs mm-hmm. out there. Um Shireen Jeem and she so we, you know, we see her a lot and if she is noticeable, I mean like there's a big step up.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Then she's just her body is incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. She's super fit and and she's really pretty and anyway, so we saw her. We were my friend Amanda and I and then her husband and our friend Sheldon were running and we saw her walking with her dog and her husband just like streak yeah. like in a coat and we're like oh my gosh so she's walking towards us in the manner and i are just like the stars in our eyes and we see her and we're just like oh, good morning hi and i guess she just like she was like hi like just kind of like put her head down
1: hi so she was where was she walking
2: by, by like belmont harbor
1: so she was walking on the lake on the front path yeah, on the lake well. front path
2: like walking her dog yeah. So
1: she must know that she's going to get recognized
2: because she's where the you know, runners the action, are. Where yeah, the other runners are. And part of me wanted to be like, like say something to her because we never see her where we're not like working out. Mm-hmm. But um, could have
1: stopped and see if she would have wanted to sign your shoe.
2: <laughs> but then David and Sheldon just started cracking up, and I guess we were just like ridiculous. <laughs> so we were both of us. It wasn't just me, or it wasn't just Amanda. we were both like ridiculous. And then we turned when we turned, we saw her again, like i don't know 30 minutes later and we later we tried to be like really cool that time but i guess they were just like i've never we've never seen anything like that before i'm just like oh my gosh what embarrassing what did we
1: do it's weird though you probably had the best situation where you can just say hi and that's it with mm-hmm. seeing her as opposed to having no like chit chat and what if she was not friendly yeah I'm sure she would have been. But if she wasn't, then you, you know, your heart would be broken. Maybe she didn't
2: think we were being dorks. Maybe she just, like, that we were, like, maybe she just appreciated our enthusiasm. (laughs) I mean, she's
1: not, you know, she's not super famous.
2: No, 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 no. You
1: know, by any stretch. So she probably appreciates that, you know, that at least It's a narrow
2: group of people that write that, like. Recognize her. We'll yeah. we'll
1: give you like three minutes right now to Google who this person is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was in a lot of like she's in um, Nike ads. Her fame goes beyond just the Lake Run path.
1: You went to a fun run or something with Galen Rupp. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you thought he was going to run, but he ended up not running yeah. and then you said that he was kind of a stiff.
2: He just didn't have much. I mean, he was fine. He just didn't have like a ton of personality. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he just runs, that's it. He doesn't have to like have personality.
1: Yeah. So I feel that I felt that was disappointing. That was a disappointing, the disappointing thing was that he
2: didn't run, I oh. think. So <laughs> The second thing was that it was just like he was I don't know, just kind of awkward to talk to
1: yeah so
2: it was that was one of those things where we like stood in line to take a photo with him and then it was like
1: awkward (laughs) yeah it's it's (laughs) weird like when i'll leave the like when i go home from work i'll i'll walk down lake street to the red line and if there's somebody playing at the chicago theater after the the shows they they put up a barrier Mm -hmm. and stuff for when the artist goes out to their Tour bus, and there's always people out there waiting for pictures or something, and I, yeah, I, I always get sad for that. <laughs> <laughs> like really, this is, and and not young, like young kids. That's fine, you know. Like No nope. Chicago theater, it's going to be an older crowd, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah, it,
2: because like. Um Who would be there, like Brian Ferry or (laughs) something like that? They're waiting to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think actually that Brian Ferry was one that I had seen. Because, like, if you're 16, 18, 20, even like in your 20s or whatever, you know, it's I guess it's fine. But they just look
2: at those people in line and say, "Okay, boomer."
1: (laughs) (laughs) When you're when you're in your 40s and you're waiting in line for somebody to sign your record, I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not cool. (laughs) Speaking of not cool, we'll do one more quick update and then we'll get to this movie. So the other really cool thing we've been doing is we've gotten... um suckered into another <laughs> contest or Orange there. And you might say to yourself, I've heard this before, <laughs> and I've uh, heard that your regrets about <laughs> dining up for something else. Well, here we are
1: again. <laughs> so they, they had this contest where they said, post something on your Instagram stories about health, wellness, Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. Tag us on that post. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, we're going to post the best 10. Yep. And at the end of the week, we're going to choose a winner of this challenge. And then that winner would be the OTF ambassador for the following week, which means you, can, you would be able to post on the Orange Theory Edgewater's Instagram page for the week. And you'd also get free stuff. Yeah. Sweatshirts and T-shirts and towels and whatnot. (laughs) And you might think to yourself, (laughs) yeah, so?
2: (laughs) I have three times as many followers (laughs) as Orange
1: Theory.
2: (laughs) Or Orange Orange Theory.
1: And uh, I feel anytime there is a challenge of any sort, you want to get involved.
2: Well, I thought it sounded fun. I thought somebody we would be, you know, I think you're really good at Instagram stories. And yeah, I just thought it sounded like a fun I don't know. It's not a creative. Yeah. Yeah. It's something a new. Challenge. And you could tell by the amount, like we're going to narrow it down to 10 stories that they were going to, they were anticipating a lot. Of yeah. Stories. And that's
1: what I, we were anticipating. Like after the first three days, I was
2: like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, they shared mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: After the first three days, it was just me, you and one other person <laughs> have been doing it. So I'm going to be really mad if this other person wins the OT. Well, Do you think they're going to be
2: like, to... OK, if we pick Molly, that's not fair to Pete. If we pick Pete, <laughs> that's not fair to Molly. We've got to pick this other person. It's the only fair thing to do. I think they need to pick us together. We've got a bunch of people campaigning for us.
1: Now. <laughs> and I, I wasn't really that even into it. It'd be fun to get the free stuff. But a lot of times the free stuff ends up being disappointing. (laughs) It's like a leftover towel from, you know, Augie's Quest. (laughs) Water bottle that has a crack in it.
2: One of those, like, um, rubber bracelets. (laughs)
1: An orange squeezy ball, you know. When I started competing or, you know, contributing, I was thinking, like, oh, it's going to be a really cool OTF sweater or a sweatshirt or something I could wear during the winter. Yeah. Um, And I guess we, we don't know. We don't know. It could be. It could I I'm just used to the disappointments. So I shouldn't. You
2: were also saying you didn't want to win because you didn't want to have to take over the feed for a
1: week. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to. to be, the amount of time that I spent.
2: How spend, did we get here?
1: <laughs> the amount of time I spent this week <laughs> on tagging Orange Theory and the, the brain well, power. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking
2: like, are people like so good? Like, why are we? Why are they posting these things like <laughs> People confused about our Instagrams this week. They were like, they're really obsessed with Orange Theory this week. And yeah,
1: Justin like, mentioned, he's like, oh, you're like, really competing this week. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's something different. And I I couldn't even really explain to him. His son was there. I was embarrassed for myself. He already
2: teases you for doing competitive exercise.
1: <laughs> so if I would put half as much effort into my own Instagram, I, know, I would yes. build it better, but I'm so yeah, totally. obsessed with it. Trying to get this OTF ambassadorship, which means nothing.
2: And people keep coming up to us like, I really like your stories. I'm just like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't stop
1: myself. Because you're competitive and you want to win. I feel that. And by me being next to you by some sort of osmosis uh-huh. I all of a sudden became competitive with it because again I didn't really care because initially you were like oh yeah you were uh, you were going to do it and I was like no I'm not going to do it it seems dumb but then you know <laughs> it sure. is dumb. <laughs> sure enough you
2: should have gone with your first instinct I'm so happy it's over
1: <laughs> well it may be just starting
2: the difference is that it's over for me on my feed. Like if I take over their feed, that's kind of fun. Like to you just you're just then when you take over their feed, you're just supposed to post like your just like daily life or whatever. So I don't I don't feel the there's intention behind it in a way that like now it just seems like a weird thing that's in my stories.
1: <laughs> my daily life is not exciting at all why would i want to post that to you'll the probably
2: world? be the only person if if like one of us gets it like if i got it you would be the only person that would be watching the stories anyway, <laughs> vice versa.
1: this afternoon we were um well i was watching the bears game downstairs you were upstairs watching documentary game changers we just were texting each other back and forth and commenting on each other's instagram stories from from one floor away from each other.
2: I'm sure that's not uncommon. Okay, let's talk about this christmas movie. All
1: right, A Picture Perfect Christmas. No. What was it called?
2: Picture a Perfect
1: Christmas.
2: <laughs> that's nice. It's nice. It was just nice. Yeah. It wasn't anything great. It was just one of those pleasant ones. Yeah. Right? There wasn't anything like crazy in it. No, yeah. They had like good chemistry. It was just like a pleasant vanilla, pleasant mm-hmm. one. Whatever. Nothing. It, it
1: was very vanilla. <laughs> Except for Ross, yeah. Who we talk yeah. about later.
2: Yeah. So it was very Canadian. Mm-hmm. I don't, it started Merritt Patterson and John Core, <laughs> mm-hmm. household names, <laughs> but maybe in Canada, everyone was Canadian. That was that was in as I was looking people. Um, just the whole thing felt Canadian. So it's but it starts in San Francisco because we see a shot of the you know we see in the credits like they spend again they spend the whole credits showing like a city that then that, that, that it doesn't take place in. <laughs> yeah. So we see all these shots of San Francisco at Christmas, um, and we meet Sophie who's a photographer and she's finishing up a shoot and she's talking to her agent and her agent's talking to her about a potential job in Switzerland and the Alps for like a ski company and they talk about how she's a workaholic and like she's gonna have some time off at it's not gonna that shoot is not gonna be until january and i guess this is like two weeks before christmas mm-hmm. at this point um so she's gonna have a few weeks off and she can have some Relax work life some, balance yeah. she's mm-hmm. a workaholic she's not gonna have balance in her life she can actually like and go and enjoy christmas so now we cut to bainbridge island washington which is, is it an island yeah bainbridge island oh it's near Seattle and I looked it up like it's um you can drive there but there's you take a ferry and the ferry takes like 45 minutes and to drive there it takes like almost two hours and so we meet David and his nephew Troy they're at one of those coffee shops that they're in these movies where they're all kind of it's like full of knickknacks it's not like you know coffee shops now all look the same they're like white subway tile like industrial lighting a plant a board like a blackboard with the white letters like mm-hmm. they all kind of look the same but yeah. not in Hallmark movies they're like like junky wood Mm -hmm. plastic tablecloths the mugs that don't match yeah like christmas mugs that don't match that they came that they came from the thrift store like this is what coffee shops look like in hallmark movies they're talking about how like Troy needs a nanny for Christmas break. He doesn't like anybody. He just wants to like hang out with their at their neighbors' house. So Troy is the little boy is played by Joey. You <laughs> might remember from when we reviewed Miss Christmas, the one about the woman in Chicago who is in charge of the tree lighting. So Joey is the kid that sends her a letter, a fake kid's letter to come back to him and his dad or whatever Mm -hmm. so I like this kid though he's a good actor we were watching one the one with Rachel E. Cook, we we only we've watched like 15 minutes of it twice. So um, <laughs> and there's a kid in it that who is she just looks like an executive at Hallmark wanted his daughter or granddaughter <laughs> yeah. or something in it. It's like this weird, like not cute kid that can't act and they have to dub all of, dub her of her are lines are dubbed. Yeah. And yeah, in. yeah this no,
1: kid's pretty good, yeah. although I, he is not good at drinking the fake hot chocolate <laughs> that they have him set up with. In that first scene where David and Troy are together, mm-hmm. the, M- the Murphy men, yeah, they're drinking hot chocolate, and Troy's hot chocolate is filled with marshmallows, uh-huh. and he drinks it and the marshmallows don't move.
2: <laughs> they drink a lot of hot chocolate in this movie. Yeah. They're always having hot chocolate. And there's one time that he drinks it and it like he like laughs or something, and the whipped cream explodes <laughs> on his face, and his face is completely covered in whipped cream. Yeah. He has a lot of whipped
0: cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, so they're talking about, like, who's going to take care of him over while David has to work over Christmas.
1: Yeah, board reports. (laughs) He's got a lot of board reports that he needs to get done before Christmas.
2: (laughs) So now we cut back to Sophie and she's with her. She's meeting her boyfriend for dinner. This guy, did he look familiar to you? The boyfriend actor?
1: He reminded me of an uglier version of the redheaded doctor on Grey's Anatomy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Younger and with weirder teeth.
1: I didn't find him... Attractive, no. Appealing.
2: He was felt toxic yeah. to me, which I yeah. guess the other boyfriend usually does feel kind of toxic. I was looking it up because to me, he just looked like, I feel like this guy always plays a soldier in something. Like if you're watching like a war thing yeah. and there's like the minor soldiers that like die or whatever, I feel <laughs> like he always plays <laughs> that.
1: The minor soldier who dies. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but he's he's Canadian and he's been in a bunch of Hallmark movies. So oh, that's, really? So must be how we know him. We know
1: him? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a mouth breather.
2: He's also a photographer and he has a big assignment like with a band or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's there, like, she's decided that she's gonna, you know, go see her grandmother for Christmas or whatever. She's gonna celebrate Christmas. I'm not sure what point this is at, but, mm-hmm. and she wants him to come with her, but he's gonna go on this assignment instead. And she's just like, what? You know, like, so it's starting to go through her head, like, we're always like apart, we're never together.
1: Yeah, because she's a busy work. photographer. No, yeah. you know, her job takes her across the world as well.
2: So Troy is hanging out with, with the neighbor, um, Mrs. Griffith, an older woman who lives next door. She has a hairline fracture in her foot. She must have been marathon training. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he's helping her like walk her dog. She has a cute dog named Riggs, this little dog that does a lot of good acting in this movie. And he's helping her set up her tree. And he finds a photo, uh, like an ornament with a photo. And he's like, oh, who is this? It's Sophie. Sophie is Mrs. Griffith's granddaughter. Uh-huh. We find out Mrs. Griffith says like Sophie is a nomad, that she's always traveling for work. Um we find out that her parents Sophie's parents live in Spain, and they're both doctors. Yeah. So, like, the family is spread mm-hmm. far and wide. So, Sophie calls her grandmother. She's, like, not sure what she's going to do with Christmas. She's looking at, like... She's just, like, in her apartment in San Francisco with, like, a sad little fake tree. And it's... She's getting nostalgic for her grandmother and Christmases. So, she calls her, and they talk, and she finds out that the grandmother has a broken foot. So, she's like, I'm going to come and spend Christmas with you and help, like, take care of you. So, she's going to come up. So, David has... um Hired a nanny, or he's going to interview a nanny from like an agency. He's waiting for her. Sophie comes to Bainbridge Island, and they live. They live in a block where it just looks like the Hallmark movies, where they look very new construction. I feel like the outside of the grandmother's house didn't match the inside of the grandmother's <laughs> house. It looked like an old house from the outside. outside. It looked like a brand new house from the inside. Like the sets didn't match up. And David, so David's busy waiting for that nanny show. He's also doing some app business. So we he He has a job where he's created apps. and
1: I found him to be creepy as well. His face is he kind of looks like a vampire, maybe, or or
2: like he looks like a mannequin, sort of
1: his face is weird. His teeth are weird. He's got like he's a, a, a weird beard, beard weird
2: hair like kind of I don't know, yeah, weird hair purple too.
1: shirts always tucked in.
2: He sort of looks like somebody who had been in, who would be in um a, a soap opera in like the early eighties. But I sort of liked them together, though. Oh,
1: he looked like like he was somebody that used to be in a jam band, but then somehow <laughs> ended up invent- creating an app. <laughs> yeah, creating an app.
2: So it turns out that like um, we find this out at some point that Troy's parents had died in a car accident like three years ago. Mm-hmm. David had taken custody of him. David had a successful tech business in Seattle and then they moved out to Bainbridge Island to, for like a better place for Troy to grow up. Mm-hmm. But I can never figure out if, did David move his whole business to Bainbridge Island? Because he always talks about, like, sometimes he's in the office, sometimes he's just, like, at home working on, like, Skyping into a meeting, but then he goes to the office, and so I was thinking, like, oh, maybe he takes the ferry into Seattle and goes to the office. That doesn't seem like that would be too far-fetched.
1: I feel like the main business, he lived in Bainbridge in the main business was so still in Seattle. Well,
2: they made a reference. So he was in the office at some point and they made a reference to it being in Bainbridge on Bainbridge Island. Like at some point, so I was confused throughout the movie of where the office it was. W- it w- would make sense for it to be in Seattle.
1: Yeah. He also had a really sweet home office. <laughs> this is like a tiny little room with like <laughs> one like word com- like computer that only does word thing yeah it was
0: like
2: and it then another like,
1: computer that it
2: was so weird like it sort of looked like an ipad like a like an android version of an ipad with like a stand or like you know there were those like laptops for a long time that like flipped over yeah that were just like a screen with a keyboard and it was like that but yeah it would just be like a black screen with like yeah the like green whatever when you the the computer that you worked on when you were like an elementary you <laughs> Forty years old yeah, the computer right. that you worked on in elementary school is yeah. like what the screen looked like. Yeah,
1: it wasn't connected to anything other than he could type on it. It
2: was just like a digital notepad, <laughs> yeah, sort of. So when Sophie gets into town, the grandmother's already starting like her matchmaking with with between Sophie and David, and sends Sophie over to to David's house on the false pretense of like returning Troy's hat mm-hmm. to him. And then we have like there's like a case of mistaken identity. David just assumes that it's the nanny. And he's so rude. Mm-hmm. Like, why would that be okay if, if it was the nanny? Yeah. So the nanny's running late, so he's annoyed. Yeah. But still, he's so rude to her and so it's like oh haha ha, I just thought it was the nanny so it's okay that I was being so
0: rude
2: <laughs> so I would say that you know I was called that their meat gross <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: so Sophie's gonna take Riggs the dog for a walk and Troy wants to come along because he loves Riggs so Sophie starts taking photos and she takes these like photos of like Troy and Riggs together so there is a device in this movie where things will just be action will be going along and all of a sudden it's like a camera click and you get like a John. <laughs> yeah. <photo.
0: laughs>
1: when Troy Troy was helping the grandma with her Christmas decorations, and she noticed, he noticed the Christmas decoration with Sophie on it. Grandma's like, "Oh, Sophie, you know, it's my granddaughter. You know, she's a photographer. She's done all these wonderful photographs, and all these photographs are terrible."
2: So they. So the, did you notice that the way the photos were hung? They were hung. They were framed, and they were hung to the edge of the wall. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. weird. Like the door opening. The photos were hung all the way to the corner of the door opening. <laughs> Odd choice there. <laughs> no. I
1: just thought they were really generic, like a black and white photo of the Eiffel Tower yeah. or something. Like, yeah. oh yeah, she's a spectacular photographer. <laughs> <laughs> she also had a, a funny business card that she handed to, to David. It was just her name and like the Instagram logo.
2: <laughs> so they so the the nanny finally shows up. Um, David answers the door, and it's like how would you the millennial nanny who's like looking at her phone and she might have been chewing gum I think she was chewing gum and looking at her phone he's just like no and just like closes the door but it's just funny that this is how how are kids these days
1: (laughs) because yeah yeah, he opens the door and she's like "Uh, hi when uh, when can I start Mm -hmm. assuming that she's got the job right away and then when he says no I'm not gonna hire you she's like okay and she just like turns around and And she's
2: looking at her phone the
1: whole time time she doesn't care
2: (laughs) so that as they walk they happen upon a Chris, like the Christmas pageant that's taking place in like in uh, some type of like industrial garage building. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they get approached by the directors very enthusiastic and encourages Troy to try out for it and while they're you know on this outing David is working on on, on his uh, his digital um, notepad <laughs> and he has he has a document open called app ideas <laughs> so he's just struggling to come up with a new app and this is for a christmas app so is this for like this year this is a christmas app or is it for like next year before christmas and he's gonna come up
1: with an app that's gonna be sold the next day (laughs) it's so funny it's app ideas in all caps underlined and then uh these are his uh app ideas don't eat alone at christmas (laughs) christmas podcast navigator christmas tree donations i
2: hope we'd make the christmas podcast navigator list
1: (laughs) (laughs) christmas music finder yeah holiday helper christmas cupid santa's recipe cookbook and more christmas travel 101 a holly jolly christmas wardrobe app the perfect present wrapper christmas coupons galore Rudolph's rockin' music Stations <laughs> and the Happy Christmas Elf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like these are also like a list of like a Good Morning America or Today Show or one of those things that they would like that they the producers come up with. Like what are the Christmas segments we're gonna do? <laughs>
1: yeah. <with> this list. <laughs> yeah, that's totally what it is. These are not app ideas. These are Today Show segments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's yeah he's striking out with nannies. So Sophie offers to keep Troy during the day so he can work. You know he feels guilty about that but she's like I really enjoy it and obviously he likes us and my gr- my grandmother likes him and so anyway it will be fine don't worry about
1: it oh I wasn't really a big fan of the grandmother
2: me neither. She was
1: very pushy. She,
2: pushy. That's the perfect word. Nosy. Yeah. yeah. She just thought she knew best about everything. Yeah. Like put a lot of guilt trips on Sophie. Yeah. Like if this was like your grandfather, and I would, like she doesn't like Brent the boyfriend, and you know, like fine, let Sophie date Brent, whatever. Like it's yeah, not,
1: they've only they were dating for six months. Yeah. So they're still figuring things out.
2: He's successful. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Everything, everything has to be compared to you know like yeah with the grandfather. I also noticed I would have
1: she's like I would have given up my whole. Career after the first week with my Husband I'm like yeah "Yeah, would you have Yeah what was your career (laughs) something That involved smoking I'm sure (laughs) Because she's (laughs) She sounded
2: She had a, what do you think the, a craggy like smoker's face too. <laughs>
1: yeah. There Weird was eyeliner.
2: I kept thinking, I kept anticipating that there was gonna be a love connection between her and the Christmas pageant director. Yes. Did you yeah, feel they that? Kinda, too? They kinda set they that had up. some vibes, but then it never Yeah it never materialized. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, this is sweet. The, you know, he asks her
2: to lunch or something, yeah. but then nothing ever <laughs> comes of it. So it's like they, they forgot They, They're like orange yeah. they ran they forgot out of time. Um so they all go get a tree for for David. And, and Troy And so we Another thing Happened that we've That we've That's happened in Hallmark movies Where tree knowledge Somebody has a lot Of tree knowledge Yeah like Book knowledge About trees Yeah Um <laughs> and so Sophie knows like a lot about she's done a shoot for a tree or something but she knows like the whatever the the, the Douglas fir is blah 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 Mm -hmm. and the whatever pine is better they lose needles yeah yeah. yeah. I feel like we've heard verbatim Mm -hmm. I can't what movie is that do you remember what movie that was that the person knew like about trees and was taken verbatim from whatever that movie was yeah it's one that we've done that's made me a lot about trees
1: it didn't take them long to find a tree it's essentially yeah. w- right where they were standing they're like okay well, let's take this big dull one. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go search
2: then they had a dumb snow fight <laughs> yeah. and with like brady bunch music playing over it Did you yeah. that?
1: <laughs> and their snowballs are never good they, no well
2: they're they, fake, it's like fake snow
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're not real balls they explode upon throwing them a lackluster, yeah, snowball fight.
2: So they go inside to have cocoa, of course, because that's <laughs> what they do in this movie. And while they're having the cocoa, a woman comes in, yeah. and Jodie Hall was that her name? <laughs> They, for some reason, they kept saying her full name over and over again. It was Jody something, but
1: I don't need I don't think I wrote it like, down. Is,
2: we don't need all this information. He's like, that was Jody Hall, my
1: ex I'm like
2: um. so this was his girlfriend when he took Troy in, and they broke up because she didn't want to like deal with having this kid around or whatever I didn't feel like we necessarily needed her in the story did you no
1: no maybe just to point out how annoying Troy is (laughs) she couldn't deal with him
2: well or maybe like the sacrifices David had made or that not everybody would be willing to like take that on or was the right fit
0: or whatever
2: so they get the tree they head back and the trees on top of the car, and as they're like starting to unload it, she gets Sophie gets a phone call from her agent, who just is just like sitting in a like in an office on like a like a hands free headphone headset thing all the time because that's yeah. what agents do. <laughs> <laughs> and she anyway, so that she got the gig, the job in Switzerland, and so that's exciting. And they're like celebrating, maybe they're hugging or something. Yeah. And when that happens, Brent appears, mm-hmm. the boyfriend, and
1: she's like, "What are you doing?" here and he, the band he's shooting is in, there, Seattle. in Seattle that night or whatever yeah. so he shows up. So
2: Brent stays for dinner and he's loud and annoying yeah. and mansplaining about yeah. things and there's lots of looks like the grandmother's giving dirty looks. There's like there's like eyes between David and Sophie just like a lot of looks mm-hmm. that happen like when David leaves he like stares at Sophie for a long time just lots of looks and then Sophie ends up breaking up with Brent Yeah, she just feels like I don't even totally remember the reasons that, like, invested I felt in them. <laughs> just the, like she felt like she just didn't feel like it was right that they were. It was not going to work. They're never going to be them. together. Yeah, yeah. And she wanted more. I they, think that's what she said. Yeah, that she wants more.
1: She's going to continue to be a photographer traveling. He's going to still be a successful photographer. They're just never going to be together. Mm-hmm. So what? What are we doing yeah.
2: here? So being around Troy, she's realizing like, oh, maybe I do want a family. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do that with. With little teeth, Brent. <laughs> um, the grandma's really happy about this. It's like, I told you so. I knew it. And she talks, you know, she says some more business about the grandfather or whatever. And then she tells Sophie, once again, it comes up that Sophie needs more balance mm-hmm. in her life. So now Sophie's trying to figure out, like, how do I travel? Do I have to give up my career to have, like, the family
1: yeah. that I want? And She's, she, that out? she talked to her agent about it you know, hey, she doesn't have to live in San Francisco because she travels a lot. She can base herself out of Bainbridge mm-hmm. but the agent's like, you know, but you have to be where the action is. Yeah. You know, you know that you might lose out on things if you're in Bainbridge as opposed to being in San Francisco.
2: Seems like it might be hard to base yourself out of Bainbridge too if you have to take like a seaplane every time
1: you're <laughs> yeah, going. that's, that's true.
2: <laughs> I like when I come across like a note I've written at some point in the, in the movie. I don't really remember writing it, but I enjoy it. I wrote not much to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> pretty standard, not a lot, and it's not just pretty a five across, steady five across.
1: I uh, one of my notes is it just in quotes, "Go wash up your hands."
2: <laughs> he, he says, "Go wash up your hands. You've been out all day."
1: <laughs> yeah. Isn't it just go wash your hands. Why do you have to wash up your hands? It sounded weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, that's, that's, like maybe Canadian? that's Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Go wash up your hands. You've been out all day.
2: So the next day Ross shows up. Ross is David's business partner and he's the only minority in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Once again, they're not going to change the leads.
1: Ross, he know he knows that David it's probably about time for David to get into the dating game. So yeah. he's kind of asking david questions about sophie and he can she's of, cute yeah he can, he can kind of tell that maybe there's some chemistry there they like each other and he pointed out to sophie that david was 2014's <laughs> best business bachelor in seattle 2014's <laughs> best business bachelor in
2: seattle magazine <laughs> <laughs> this is when she talks to her agent too and so the agent has like been talking to brent did you just oh say? right! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The agent's been talking to Brent, and she's got the Brent spilled the tea <laughs> the breakup. <laughs> so she knew like everything, which I felt was like not. How are you,
1: calling? Brent? Your, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah you like, this is your
2: place to tell the, to tell Sophie's story. So yeah, Brent continued his toxic streak, and so they after like the rehearsal, they're coming back. They they're gonna decorate they're gonna decorate David and Troy's house and they are pulling out the ornaments and um are looking for the ornaments or yeah. decorating the house and why are the tree toppers always so ugly in Hallmark movies? They're always so bad. This one's yeah. really bad too. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's got a huge house. He has one box, one small <laughs> box of decorations. This box is going to have to go a long way. It's <laughs> magic decorate, box. <laughs> to decorate the man. Those
2: tree toppers are always really yeah. bad. Well,
1: th- and th- well, this this tree topper is very significant mm-hmm. because it was the dead parents, yeah. Troy's parents, Ben and Lisa, Ben and <laughs> Beth and Ben. I don't know. It was the tree topper.
2: So this yeah he they he carried
1: some weight yeah
2: they sophie and david go up to like a spare bedroom to look for things and they, he's got some boxes that he hasn't gone through and it seems like it's like troy's parents mm-hmm. stuff which as we know from the last movie we did there's always like boxes from the dead person and they find <laughs> something <in>. um <laughs> so he you know we find out something this is another one of those points where i wasn't totally like i found my my mind wandering <laughs> a because he tells in, in while they're going through these we find out about like when they died and we also find out that like david grew up poor yeah to um a fan
1: of toy drives yeah because he didn't they didn't have opportunities to have gifts a lot so they their family relied on toy drives when he was growing up yeah
2: which is sweet but i don't know somehow Um, the dot Riggs is there Like I think like one day they shot a bunch of reaction Shots with Riggs and then they just like <laughs> Spreak <Panda>. along <him> throughout <laughs> 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 R- <Huh? laughs> Riggs turning his <laughs> head side to side <laughs> So there's um, some Riggs Shots they are Still watching uh, Graham- Mrs. Griffith and Sophie Are still watching Troy and He's David is you know he's like not expecting Them to but they're you know they're still volunteering too, and he's really appreciative because he has a business Lunch but it's not really a business lunch it's with Jude. Jody or Jody Jody,
1: <laughs> Jody Hill Jody, Jody Hall Jody Hall
2: yeah <laughs> um so they make the Troy and Sophie and the grandmother make cookies together so you know check that off here mm-hmm. if you've got make cookies on your card. bingo card you <laughs> yeah. can check that check that off um he has lunch with Jody and he finds out that they that she's engaged she's moved to Bain so she's totally like well I mean you know she's just again grown up a little bit and maybe found the right person. So so now she's getting married to a guy that has a daughter and they live in on Bainbridge Island. Yeah. The end.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now, and if you have a go ice skating indoors on your bingo card, we also can check that off. So they go ice skating indoors, of course.
1: It's weird too because it just doesn't happen he just actually says like hey i have a sudden urge to go ice skating
2: <laughs> so after the ice skating they go back to david and troy's house they're doing a puzzle and i guess troy goes to bed or something and they they danced like uh sophie and david danced so very cloying like sound alike <laughs> yeah. like a, how, how would you describe that song
1: It's just like a like a Michael Bublé light FM Christmas song.
2: Yeah, but it sounded like vintagey though too. Um, She's like, I really this is like my favorite song. (laughs) 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 And they almost kiss, which happens in these movies a lot. As Mm -hmm. we know, there's always a lot of almost kissed. He has figured out what his app is going to be. Yeah. So this app is about. Finding ways to give back at Christmas, toy mm-hmm. drives, et cetera. And Ross is really excited about it and he's like and they talk about how Sophie was his muse
1: for mm-hmm.
2: this, for this great idea.
1: The Christmas giving app. Yeah. I would have thought. People <laughs> like to- give at christmas
2: of course you may not have seen this coming but the shoot has been moved up (laughs) (laughs) she has to leave so the shoot's gonna be the day after christmas which Uh seems weird and unlikely and so she needs to get there in time and get everything ready she needs to leave on the 23rd Mm
1: -hmm. which i believe is the night of the, the day of the pageant it is
2: yeah so she's gotta leave and everyone is sad and mad Like upset with her They have You know A sad goodbye Like kind of An yeah. abrupt goodbye
1: The grandma's very Demeaning to her Yeah That she would be How dare her To choose her career And her success Over yeah. the, the next door neighbor Mm-hmm
2: Who <laughs> she just met <laughs> She puts together like an email of all the photos, the highlights of the photos that she's taken yeah. while she's there, and emails it to David.
1: It was like a slideshow.
2: Yeah, it was very like five. How many? Ten years ago was that like a thing? Like iPhoto, and you make a slideshow. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Was, like so old. Yeah, I, maybe on his computer <laughs> that
2: will show up on his computer. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the only like, thing she, that would she, show she, up. On his yeah, she doesn't computer. like
2: she she doesn't she's not very into technology though. Like that's touched on a bit. Like yeah, she doesn't like using like a phone for cameras and. So she's sort of anti-tech a little bit.
1: His email was David at com.
2: <laughs> that actually seems like what his company would be called. She's on her way, you know, like taking a taxi to the, to the airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they are going to the Christmas pageant and they make her a Christmas card at the pageant because there's like some crafts going on so they want to because they didn't they didn't really get a proper goodbye so they were going they're going to make this card and pass it on to the grandmother yeah. to get it to her the pageant director comes to Troy and says the kid that's playing so oh so in the pageant I guess we didn't talk about this in the pageant Troy was cast as a reindeer reindeer number five mm-hmm. and he didn't get the lead so the director his,
1: his his audition was terrible
2: <laughs> he had like total stage fright <laughs> his he one line he couldn't
1: <laughs> he was fumbling with the script
2: <laughs> so of course that's how you'd go to we need to replace the the lead who's not like not you know practiced at all. So he fills in as the lead and he asks the director but what, what's going to happen with reindeer number five? And he's like the director's like I've got that taken care of. Um, <laughs> what's it going to be? <laughs> David goes outside because he needs some air from all of this <laughs> business. <laughs> and lo and behold who shows up but Sophie comes back. So uh, the gra- when the grandmother sees Sophie she's like Sophie Sophie you're back like doesn't really like ask her anything about what's going on what she's thinking and she hands her the card and so we the card does not disappoint (laughs) so this the card is like David Troy like the whole family I guess and well not the grandmother I don't think the grandmother is in it I think it's just David Troy Sophie and the dog the dog it. yeah Yeah.
1: they don't like the grandma they're
2: gonna steal the dog (laughs) But the card is frightening, and it's like they have huge... They look like jack-o'-lanterns. Like, they have huge smiles. <laughs> it doesn't look anything like them. But it doesn't look like a kid... Yeah, it looks like, like a production assistant made it. It doesn't look like a kid made it. It looks like a production assistant trying to make a kid's card. It doesn't look like an adult made it. I don't know. It's yeah. scary. <laughs> it's not good. But it's one of the, like... It's one of the standouts in, the, in, this, in this five, steady five of a movie. It's definitely one of the standouts.
1: And the note that was inside the card did Troy write it no David did because the the printing (laughs) the handwriting handwriting looked like an eight-year-old boy was the one that wrote it
2: no it was David because I felt like it was a little too intimate it was like weird to come from both of them like I don't know
0: (laughs) there was something about it that creeped me out yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, so Sophie goes out and finds David getting air and they're on like a little whatever some steps outside.
1: Sophie is when she's on their way to the airport, she sees an ornament was exactly the same as the ornament no, the tree
2: top It was the tree topper The tree top
1: The tree topper Yeah, yeah the tree topper Excuse me she sees a tree topper That was exactly the one Yeah That uh, Troy and uh, David The ugly have. tree topper yeah. yeah And that's what that's That was what like pro- It was a sign <laughs> That's what propelled her To go back
2: Again You don't put tree toppers And ornaments On outside trees <laughs> I don't So weird. It's so ugly. Like, of all things. It's really ugly. She didn't see, like, a dad with a son looking happy or whatever. No, she saw the creepy tree. Like, here I am again. (laughs) Ew. All right. So, she... uh, They go... They're standing out there together and they kiss. But the best part of this movie is that, you know, she's like, okay, I'm back. And she's trying to figure it out. And he's... And she said that good news the ski company like the, when she had talked to her agent her agent worked it out so that she could they moved the the shoot back, the shoot back to January which if they want her they would do that mm-hmm. like the last month they're not going to get somebody else either so she's going to be able to go in January it's all going to work out and he is excited for her and she's like really you're excited for me she's like y-. he's like yes I want you to keep working like we'll figure this out I'm like thank you finally Hallmark movie she doesn't have to like give up her city life dreams and, and just move to the boring small town like she can still keep doing what she's what she's doing yeah. Just to give up those those ambitions for Christmas
1: but David also invited him and Troy to go yeah. with, <laughs> with her she's like friend. oh
2: you're gonna come with me
1: great <laughs>
2: Um, so now we're, they're sitting in the audience watching the pageant and we only see a little bit of the pageant I guess I hope so <laughs> I didn't understand what the pageant was <laughs> but Santa comes and gets in the sleigh and Riggs is there Riggs is like is one of the reindeer and I was like oh cute Riggs and then I realized like wait oh Riggs is reindeer number five <laughs> yeah. oh, this
0: is who they replaced him with that's good
1: and uh, apparently Troy's role the lead role was sleeping the whole time in a, <laughs> on a chair or thing yeah. and then saying Merry Christmas and to all a good night that was yeah. his one line yeah and he couldn't even get that in the audition <laughs> he did nail it he did nail it in the this pageant though I will say yeah he nailed that one line and
2: I enjoyed Riggs being the reindeer R- Riggs was good <laughs>
1: yeah Riggs was good he and was then was so they star. all spend
2: Christmas together we see we're like looking in through the window of the of the grandmother's house and they're all standing in a weird <laughs> way right <laughs> I was like This is kind of weird But maybe it looks good For a photo But it was like Where the two taller people Are standing in the back And then the two shorter people Are standing in the front Like you wouldn't be Arranged that way (laughs) Does that seem weird
1: And that's it. That's it the credits end. roll.
2: <laughs> Picture of perfect Christmas.
1: So, we are going to do, I know like people have been asking about are we if we're going to announce the next one we're going to do. So, mm-hmm. the one that the We've
2: got a few to choose from, so I guess we need to commit to one.
1: The the one that the
2: or everyone can you can you have to watch all of these <laughs>
1: <laughs> and be surprised by what we choose. The one that the maintenance worker from Chicago is coming up, I believe, next weekend. Next Saturday. Right? Yeah. Um, but there's the a Kelly
2: Pickler one's on tonight. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe we should do the Kelly Pickler one.
2: I do enjoy a Kelly Pickler
1: one. Let's soft commit. <laughs> Subject to change at last minute because I know how you you get ten minutes. We were gonna do the scavenger
2: hunt one this week, which is a really good one. So I recommend watching Scavenger Hunt Christmas. We also, because last week we
1: mentioned Nine Lives of Christmas. So hopefully <laughs> people didn't watch Nine Lives of Christmas. I
2: don't think we talked about Scavenger Hunt. It was our plan. But then when it came down to that, we'd have to watch. Because we watched, we just casually watched it without taking notes. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this is really good. We should do this <laughs> one. Know. And then I was like, oh, I can't watch it again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tentatively, we'll do the Kelly Pickler one. But maybe that'll change.
2: There's if- some good ones coming up. So yeah, next next Saturday is the... The construct the one with Jesse Madcalf, the construction worker one, and then the one on Sunday, right right something, right, right. W R I T something, Right. I don't know. Anyway, is um that's a that looks like a good one, an yeah, all star, yeah, somebody, Chad uh, Michael Murray, yes, yeah, Chad somebody Michael else Murray
1: too. Scavenger hunt Christmas have the one was that the one with Tom Arnold.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... It's good. Maybe we need to squeeze that one yeah. in. It's really good. I need you, yeah. Picture Perfect Christmas is fine. It's pleasant. I could actually watch it again if it was yeah. on. Yeah. This is fine, but it's not, you know, it's not as good for the podcast as <laughs> one. It doesn't have... It has an ugly... You know, it's got a cute dog and an ugly tree topper, but... Yeah. Scavenger Hunt Christmas is chocked full of things I want to talk about. Yeah.
1: So... so That'll come up at some point between See, now and Christmas.
2: Dylan Lapp is the star.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll bring you a new episode of Orange Theory discussion <laughs> and Christmas. Um, You'll
2: find out if one of us made Orange Theory <laughs> ambassador. Next There's a <laughs> in your head.